So what's going on, everybody? Uh, me and Dave are back again. Back at it. Yes, we are. We're going to try this again and see what happens here. We both uh, have very busy lives, so we're trying to carve out some time out of it to make this happen. Definitely. Um, a couple things we want to let you guys know. We're going to move away from the sports platform and we're just going to focus on daily life, daily life, various topics, um, other things that not only interest us, but probably could interest others as well. Yeah, we both live here in Europe and uh, both have had some great experiences, some not so great experiences. And exactly. I think we have a unique platform to maybe um, discuss those experiences in a little bit more in depth. Uh, we won't completely get away from the sports. So, for instance, this weekend coming up, it's obviously the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, neither of our teams came even close, as usual. <laughs> uh, and uh, But I still think that at some point, I mean, maybe you want to now, Bobby. You got a prediction? I'm hoping Kansas City. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. I've never really liked the Niners. So. Me neither. Plus, I, I just don't think you can slow down the Kansas City track meet. So no, I don't see it happening. Definitely no. not. Probably I'll end up completely wrong on Monday with yeah. pie on my face. But Definitely. if that's the case, so be it. So right. be it. But I think that's the most in-depth that we probably will go into sports. You know, there's the NBA Finals comes around. I'm always into that. and Exactly. Things yeah. like that. So... Mm. Big stories, big right. things. Um, we probably will still have some funny moments, maybe some guests coming on. Yes, I'm hoping to have guests. Um, we've added some new features here. I actually, um, we could theoretically take phone calls. Like we can do, we can call somebody and have them on the phone. That would be interesting. I have um, some people I'd like to call up. We can definitely, yeah, I can do, we can do like FaceTime with them. So like we see them, obviously you got you listeners won't, but you will <laughs> hear them as we talk with them. So it, it opens up our market a little bit. It will allow us to spread out, talk to other people. Do you think uh, we could get your get, buddy Trump on? <laughs> <laughs> call him up, see what he's doing. I hope so. <laughs> uh, but then we can definitely get, um, like I said, we can get other people coming in that aren't just here. Like if there's, you know, people that have an interesting topic they want to talk to us about, but they aren't physically able to be here. Now we have the ability to allow them to join us. And I think that's pretty cool. Right. Um, I'm hoping that we can focus on some other things and get this a little bit, um, I guess, wider. <laughs> yeah. Get it, get it spanned out a little bit. Exactly. Um, I think before we focused on sports and then. We even shifted a little bit towards kind of some funny stories. We we know some real characters. Here. Yes, yes, uh, we definitely do. And uh, we expanded that out. But I think, um, like like we said, we have a unique situation, and uh, I think we should kind of um, you know exploit that a little bit. And exactly. And uh, the main uh, thing that we want to exploit here is that you know the situation that Dave keeps talking about is yeah, it's very unique. He is from Michigan, right? I'm from Ohio. But I grew up in Florida, so I don't know which one is Theoretically, called. we should not be able to sit across from each other at the moment. No. However, it works, and I enjoy it. Actually, Bobby, this is actually the time I think that we should tell everybody where we actually met at. Actually, it is funny. This is a great story. It is. It is. I'll let you start. Go ahead. Do you um, remember? This was probably my second or third day in Germany. Uh, we had to go to a place where... where uh, foreigners have to go and that's where they do their paperwork. That's where they get their visas and their basically um, right to work permits and permits to stay here in this country. The actual name of it is the Auslander Amt. Exactly, right? which translates to foreigner, the Department, Department. Of, of Foreign Affairs or whatever. Right. Um, and the funny thing is, is obviously I came to Germany, me and my oldest daughter, we did not speak any German whatsoever. So we get out of the car and we're going in there and me and my daughter, we're talking in English. And then a guy looks at me, he goes, you American? I said, yep. <laughs> and I was like, you? He went, yep. yep. <laughs> so I said, where are you from? And I said, Michigan originally. And I was like, oh man, state or Sparta? I was like, state or you? And I said, you baby, there ain't no Sparty here. And I was like, that sucks. I'm from Ohio. And yeah. we went on our way. The best, the best part about that is after he said that, I was like, sorry to hear about that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and we literally went on our way. Right. And 
it turns out we hooked up through uh, a football team around here. Right. And that's, that's where probably, it all started. That's where our friendship started. But, it, but I remember that you tried to, uh, you tried, I went on vacation literally the next day. Yeah. And I went there because uh, after a certain amount of time here, so you originally um, issued a kind of like a, a temporary visa, I would say. It's only, it's this. it's comparable to the green card in the States. Right. So it's like two years, two and a half years. I can't mm-hmm. remember. And within those two and a half years, there's certain uh, goals you're supposed to meet, such as you're supposed to take so many hours of a language course to mm-hmm. learn German. You know, you're in Germany. You should probably learn German. It's, it's you know, makes things a little easier. Um, you also have uh, you also have to do a language course. Um, you have to meet in certain standard. You have to take a test. And uh, within that time, you should probably try to look for some type of employment. It helps you. Yes, it does. It also helps to be married to a German, which both helped us out, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but some people who come here, they, they have uh, tougher goals to meet than we do. Right. Um, and actually that day I was going to renew it, mm-hmm. you know, to prove to them that I took the test and I passed and I did all those things. And I just so happened to hear Bobby talking and I was like, OK, you know, there's 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 Americans here, but there's there's not so many in Gießen. Right. So when you see one, it's kind of like, oh, home. You know, <laughs> exactly. Hug me. And and that was my thing. Like he gave me, I remember it now a little bit better. He gave me his phone number. Right. But like he said, he went on vacation. I, I called him a couple of times, but no answer. And I, I was, was like, in Austria. I was so. like, oh man, this sucks. I right. was like, I, f- I met somebody I could probably hang out with. Right. Instead of a bunch of Russians that I was living with. <laughs> I want to say that was August and football season was coming around. It was, it was, it was definitely August. August. Yeah. I got here on July 20. 8th or 29th 2010 right so it had to have been august because i remember uh that was a vacation that we drove down to austria and then we went to we were in the mountains of austria it's beautiful one of the most beautiful places in europe yeah and then we went from there to one of the worst places in europe paris to go to walt (laughs) disney world i remember or whatever it is walt disney europe or whatever which is literally a third the size of the one in florida it's not even it's it's not not even comparable right uh, and I remember, and I saw these phone numbers like, who's trying to call me? And I think I sent you a text or I called you back. I can't remember at this point. But the point is, is that's how me and Bobby met. And that's how a lot of relationships or friendships are made here. Right. Between Americans, just by chance. Right. And this is 2010. So this is 2010. before really Facebook was really kicking up. Well, I guess Facebook was. No, yeah, right. Facebook was right. pretty but big. But it was before really smartphones were kicking. Because I remember like a week before that is... Is uh, I got a new smartphone. I got the the iPhone 3G or 3G, right. whatever the hell it was, and I was like, okay, who's calling me, man? I was, and that is also side note. That is also when the best game ever for iPhone came out. That was Angry Birds. Yeah, right. And I was when I was playing Angry Birds, <laughs> and somebody interrupted me. I was like, who is this? I don't know this person. Uh, it was a great time. It was it was a good. It's a great story. Uh, it's been a great friendship. It definitely uh, I'm has. glad I met you, buddy. Yeah, definitely. Same here. Uh, and uh, it's been a great friendship since. So yes. That's me and Bobby's back love story. Exactly. But it, a lot of other situations here, I mean, they're just as unique and just as interesting. Um, most of our friends here is, is, I've noticed it here, the people, like the cultures, they kind of stick together they, they yeah. there's clicks just like high school right and i i noticed it when i moved to germany if you would have told me before i moved to germany oh if you know you're gonna go there and majority of your friends are gonna be americans i was gonna say how the hell is that possible <laughs> right you know right. there's no way in hell but majority of my friends here are americans right. um which is pretty cool it's we've developed a pretty decent community here people you know they're there for you they're able to uh, answer questions because a lot of them have lived through stuff that you're about to live through or um, you can see it from a different perspective, which I think is great. Um, But I I think the fact is, is you have uh, Turkish communities here. You have Russian communities here. You have um, at this point, you have Syrian communities. And I think when people move to a new country, they want to bring a little bit of the quote unquote old country with them. That includes mm-hmm. friendships. Mm-hmm. But saying that, that the majority of my friends are American, which is true. The coolest part about that is, is to go along with the topic of living in a different country. I don't know any friends that are from Florida here. I don't know any of my friends. None of my friends are from Michigan. 
they're from Ohio, they're from Texas, they're from uh, oh, we're spread all out Philadelphia. And the cool part about that is, is that yeah, they're from America, but America is so big mm-hmm. that a lot of the things they talk about, I'm like, oh, that's 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 what you had there, or oh, that's what you have there. And of course, I grew up in the South, so you know, Mike is one of my good friends, and Mike also grew up in the South, so you get that if you want to call Florida South, but I do. I do too. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, but it is. <laughs> um, but the other totally cool thing about living here is is the fact is is that i do have a lot of german friends yeah i have a few turkish friends i have friends from all different kinds of backgrounds mixed backgrounds Mm -hmm. i know people who speak five freaking languages yeah and it's uh it's an incredible experience to live here and it definitely opens you up to different uh different cultures um it gets you out of what i call that blanket that is america i know people who never left the states Never have even left oh, the yeah. state of Florida. Definitely. I mean, there's people that can go to a different state and experience a type of culture shock. Yeah, right. And that's just going to a different state, right. let alone a different country. And I'm, I'm blessed in my job that my job has allowed me uh, to travel to some of the biggest cities in Europe or mm-hmm. small cities in Europe and see how people there. I would have never gone to Italy if I didn't live in Germany and have my job. I would have never. Uh, one of the coolest things I've ever seen, a, a little side story here. Coolest things I've ever seen is I went to Turin. Mm-hmm. in Italy that's where one of our um, kind of sister companies is and I actually stayed in a hotel it was um, it was a Hilton uh, double tree by Hilton whatever and I stayed at the top floor because of the company had the room for us there at the top floor and I got to see if you remember the Fiat factory the Fiat 500 factory in Turin they had a track on top of their factory mm-hmm. And I actually got to walk around that track. Oh, that's and cool. And it's like crazy history. Stuff I never would have got to do or experience real Italian food. And let me oh, just say, man. fettuccine Alfredo is not Italian. No, just so no, you know. it's not. Or, uh, you know, going to, to Amsterdam or going to, uh, or just being in Germany and going to different places and being like, I don't know. I'm one of those guys that if I go to a place and somebody famous stood in that spot, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like their energy is still there. I don't know. It's a weird thing. Right. You're like, no, I agree. Oh my God. You know, Adolf Hitler stood here and you're like, you know, that's definitely, that guy was a piece of, a piece of, you know what, but he's, it's, it's still, still history. It's still like, history. Exactly. Well, that's, and if you look around, if, if you think about it this way, I don't know how it was in Florida. Probably a lot of the things are, were relatively newer. Right. Of course. Um, in Cleveland, the same thing. I think the oldest thing I ever saw was like a church that was might have been like 125 years old. And you're blown and, away by it. And that's like, holy fuck. Yeah. yeah. I come here to Germany yeah. and like the first house that we that we moved into, um, when we moved to Germany, we stayed with my in-laws mm. in a house that they were renting. But that house was also 250 years old. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, that's insane. Yeah. Like, like this sidewalk is older than America. Right. What the fuck? Right. And that's how it is over here, which right. is pretty cool. I'm working, like, I have a side job where I do once or twice a week, I work in a castle as a waiter. But this castle is a, a legit castle. It's from the early, well, not early. It's from the late 10 hundreds. And if you think about that, just from that aspect, you know, the first Europeans came to America in the late 1400s. So right. It's like this thing that I'm running around and drinking beers and having fun in is over 400 years older than our country was even heard of. Right. Around here, there's even a couple of castles you can go to that are obviously are run down. They're no, yes. no longer there. They're falling apart. Well, here in Stauffenberg. Right. But still, the history of it is, mm-hmm. is crazy. And you're like, mm-hmm. wow. There's a Walmart in my town. It's been open for 35 years. That's, you know, that's, you know, a notice the old place. Uh, obviously, you know, I'm from Naples. Well, I grew up in Naples, mm-hmm. in Florida. So, you know, there's some old uh, wooden buildings that have stood the, the test mm-hmm. of time. But standing the test of time, there's 100 years. Right. You know, there's hurricanes. There's all that other good stuff. Exactly. And, and Naples has expanded so much that it's running into other cities. And it's, it's not the place that I grew up in. No. But, you know, coming here, it was a culture shock at first. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't even own a jacket. Like I, I oh, grew, yeah. yeah, like I got here and they're like, dude, it's it's you know February. You don't have a jacket. I had a heavy sweater. That's like, <laughs> you know, so I had to go buy a jacket. And that was that was obviously two thousand two. That was a long time ago. Um, but you know, it's just you know everything was a culture shock to me from, from Florida. It was it was crazy here. You know, the only like uh, real fast food restaurants they had here were like a, 
a McDonald's and a Burger King, and even those were different. Um, oh yeah, coming here not speaking the language, mm-hmm. you know, I've actually learned the language pretty well, and you know, I'm fluent, and and that expands. That's another thing that we could slide into. I'm not a fan of people who immigrate here, American. I don't care where you're from, but they don't assimilate. And you, and it's not so much assimilation. To me, it's more like you don't even make the effort. Right, like, yeah. It's it's you know you don't have to fully assimilate to become German. You know you have to completely try to integrate yourself. And what is German anyways? You know you can't really define that. You know you can't define. Mm-mm. You can't people. Put, I don't like when people put people in a box. That's Mm-mm. not fair. But you can't <laughs> that sounds go, very German. <laughs> yeah, I know. But like you can't like um, you can't expect people to accept you fully, Mm-mm. or you can't expect everybody else to speak English. I think that's crappy. Like you sit in a table and people are talking, you have to ask your buddy, "What did he say?" Oh, what did he say? Right. And then you get the joke like two minutes late. So you look like the clown laughing to yourself. It's, it's you know, odd situations, but it's a fact. Like you need to at least make an effort. Mm-hmm. Like at least make an effort. Funny story about that. When I moved here and after a court, uh, shortly after I met you, I also had to take the language course. Um, I started doing it. And that, back then I used to smoke cigarettes. Right. Um, so I was going Chain through. smoker. Not chain smoker. Yeah, you're through, pretty bad, dude. I go through a pack a day. Yeah. Um, to me, that's chain smoking. I'm sorry. Right, but that was also shit. I mean, me and my wife would go through a pack a day together. Yeah. Whatever so, makes you feel better, about right. it. Right, but it's besides the point. Either way, I was there every single day at a little tiny uh, grocery store that's probably smaller than my house. Right. Inside our village, and I go there every single day and buy a pack of cigarettes from this lady. But when I first got there, I don't speak German. I don't think she speaks English because she's she's looking like she's pushing 90. Right. So I'd go there and I'd point to the cigarettes I want. And she'd go, okay. And she'd point to the display on the register. I'd give her the money and I'd go. After I started learning the language and I was taking the course, I'd go in there and I'd say in German, you know, these are the cigarettes I'd like to purchase. And mm-hmm. could you please get them for me? And I'd try to chit chat and do small talk. Probably after a few months goes by. And out of nowhere, she just looks me dead in the eye and says in perfect English, she goes, wow, your German is getting really good. I said, (laughs) you speak English? She goes, pretty damn well. (laughs) And I was like, awesome. I've been coming in here every day for six months. You know that I don't speak German. Thanks. Yeah, but don't you, don't you, don't you find a, a, a bit of enjoyment when you, when you kind of, so in, in my job, like I go to different places. And one of the things, especially if I go to a new place in Germany mm-hmm. for work, I don't let them know that I speak German. Right. Because the 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 automatic assumption is, as I oh, it's an American. He doesn't speak a foreign language. Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised what you hear. Oh yeah. You know, there's been some some quote unquote secrets uncovered, just based on me not letting them know. Oh, I know? bet. I've had people like, oh, don't tell him that. Don't let him know that. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I'd surprise him. I don't know. I'd be like, don't let me know what. You know, I'll reply in perfect German. And, you know, you should see the, you know, quote unquote, assholes tighten up then. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I just never wanted to be that guy. You know, I, you can't complain if you're an American in the States. You can't complain when people don't speak English. If you go to another foreign country and you don't at least try. It's not difficult to learn. Hello. Goodbye. You know, how are you? That's it. Because when you travel somewhere as an American, I always find that you're a bit of an ambassador to your culture as well. Exactly. So, you know, that's just a little bit of our travels and tales here, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, You know, having a job here, you obviously need to speak English. I mean, speak German. You can speak English in a lot of jobs, but they're not not that easy to get. Well, that's my my job is 98% English. The other 2% is just internal... um, It's just internal phone calls and emails where I'm speaking German. Right. Um, But even that with... The owner of our company, he he speaks perfect English. He goes to America quite a bit. We have um, he's part owner of one of our customers, air mm-hmm. quotes, right? And outside of Philadelphia, and he goes there quite a bit. Um, however, he is very, very, very old school, mm-hmm. and he is hate to use this term, but a grammar Nazi. Yeah, he if you send him an email. And it's just private between the two of you on a topic or whatever. You know, um, last week I had asked him about a a special part that doesn't exist yet. And I had an idea for it and this, that, and the other thing. 
He didn't send me a reply back. He sent me an edited. He sent me my email back edited. I was like, you dick. I was like, so then I call him. I'm like, you going to answer? He goes, are you going to resubmit that to me? I was like, wow. And a lot of people are like that. But what's cool about that is I actually appreciate that. I don't know if you've ever experienced this. If you go somewhere, I mean, obviously, as Americans, we can't get rid of our accents for some godly reason it does not matter how good we can speak the language right our accents they don't go away i mean it's flat as soon as i'm into like my first word people go oh shit he's american they know it yeah but i think the other thing is is that as soon as they hear you they want to practice their english as well exactly and i i don't have a problem with that however at the same time like some people it's just like oh my god dude Come on, let's. Just, it, I'd rather speak German with yeah. you. This is this yeah. is rough. Not only that, but I play the silly game where I'll still reply in German the whole time. That, I do that too. <laughs> I don't even mean to do it. I just because I feel awkward. Because if somebody's talking to me mm-hmm. in English and it's kind of broken up, it's like right. I feel like a dick. I'm in your country and yeah. I got to be able to talk to you in your That's language. Right. That's just how I am. But what I actually like, and a lot of people I've noticed they don't like doing it to your face, mm-hmm. is if you make a mistake or whatever with a word or grammatically, because the German language is hard. It's I mean, with the articles and everything that it's, they do in front of the actual word or whatever. With D, der, da. So if you even exactly. ask a German, they'll be like, I don't know. It just is what it is. Exactly. Like, you're not helping me, bud. And it's like, dude, in America, we have the. the. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. Um, but the, the thing is, I, there's certain people I work with they'll correct me as we're talking and I don't like that. See, I like that. I don't. And let me tell you why, because they correct me and I instant, I, I remember that shit. So the next time that we're having this conversation or I have to formulate a sentence in that manner, I don't make that mistake again. Right. And it's actually, it's helped my German a lot. Right. And I've actually tried to tell somebody that because like I heard somebody the one time when I first, one of the first jobs I got, my German was bad. And the one guy, he understood me. The other guy, not so much. He's like, oh, his accent, I don't know what the hell he's saying. <laughs> Just whatever. Go do what you got to do. It's like, okay. But then I heard him like he was correcting me behind my back. So I turned, I stopped what I was doing. I went to him. I was like, no, no, no. If you want to correct me, correct me, D- but do it to me because that's how I'm going to learn your language. Mm-hmm. And then you won't be able to laugh at me behind your back. I'm right. here working. We're doing the same thing. You're not above me. We're on the same fucking level. Why right. don't you help me out while I help you out? And to me, that I kind of like that if somebody corrects you. However, there's also a tone in which they should do right. that. If they come at you kind of like a jerk, then it's like, yeah, no, then piss yeah. off. I don't want to hear you correct me. Yeah. That sucks. But but I always I always take tally of those who correct me. I'm okay with it. That is how you learn. That's how you that's how your grammar mm-hmm. uh, gets better. But I will also return the favor when they're speaking English. Oh, me Some too. Some of them don't like that. No. And I'm like, listen, buddy, you just did it to me. Yeah. I'm, I'll be happy to do it to you, no yep. problem. I'm a two week. I'm a two way street, bro. <laughs> There's no one way no on issue. this. No issue. Yep. Yeah, that's it's um, you know, it's it's just it's it's quite interesting. But I think that the most difficult part, um, to transition into into the German language, is not so much speaking it because you hear it enough. It's writing it because that's actually different than the speaking. writing is a lot different, right? And uh, it's it's just. D dare das really Google gets Translate yeah. does not no, do you any justice. Garbage. It does it's not garbage. help. We we had a I have a, another American guy I work with, and he sends all his emails out and when he has to do manages to write them in German. He does them all through Google Translate. Oh, God. And it's like uh, you can see it right away. <laughs> you can. And it's awful. I'm like, dude, don't, man. Just ask somebody to help you out. Like you can use Google Translate as your base, right? But then you need but to go back. But you have back. to go through. You have, and to, you have to change a yeah. lot. Yeah. You're like, well, that word makes sense, but not in this context. Nope. And nobody wants to send an email out to fifty people. That's just nope. Because you'll never hear the end of it. You nope. Know? <laughs> yeah. So, you know that uh, that's a. It's just it's just an interesting thing, and and it takes time. It, it, you have to adjust. It does take time. Um, it took time. It took a lot of time for me to actually get my first job here. Mm-hmm. Um. It's not easy. It's not easy getting in the door. Everything here in Germany is certificate based, like mm-hmm. everything. 
there's no word of mouth stuff. There's no, um, you know, there's no, what, what do you call them when you do it in the States and you write like three people's name down? The references. References. There's, they don't care about references. What do you have on paper? What can you prove? Exactly. I don't even think they contact your um No, they never contacted any. No. No, they do con- some do contact your previous. It depends. Employer. It depends. Depends on what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're I think if you're doing any technical job or you're doing anything like that, they will. They want to know what they're getting. Um But as far as my job goes, man, I just want to say this as well. My my problem is in my job, ninety five percent of it is English as well. Mm-hmm. Because I work for an American company. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we, we do things with people all over the world, but the base language is English, you know, right. Even if you're talking to people in China, it's still English. Exactly. Um, you know, but I, I have learned, noticed that certain countries are ahead of others in speaking English. Mm-hmm. I think we can transition into that. I would say the Netherlands is up there. Oh, the it's, Netherlands is yeah. pretty sweet. Uh, Denmark is also pretty good. Yeah. Uh, France, you can forget that that's awful they, they awful. a lot of them can do english but if you're not going to speak french with them they're, they're you're not. an asshole they will not they, speak english with you to me france is either the texas or the america of europe oh they're the like, worst they're, 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 they are the like, worst the food like don't get me wrong the food there is fantastic that's where it ends yeah like for me that's where it ends okay like i really have you know we have a, a buddy who is going to be a guest on here eventually. And his, I think his, his wife's grandparents or somebody, they own um, kind of a condo in France. Who? Chris. Oh, okay. And, and it's down by, um, what was the place in South France that got hit with that, that truck that drove over a bunch of people? Nice. Was that Nice? I'm not sure. I think it was Nice. Okay. Yeah. It could be. It was a terrorist attack. Mm-hmm. They drove over people. So they have like a condo on a hill there mm-hmm. and he goes there and he loves it. He's like, the beach is nice. I never have problems with the people. I'm like, Chris, you don't have to fake the front to me. <laughs> right. Like, the food was good, right? Like, it's a, it's a nice. Don't get me wrong. But the middle of France is like, oh, there's, no, there's nothing there. They're super stuck up and they're yeah, snooty they, as fuck. You can't, like, there's, we have a place that we have to go to. I have to go to sometimes to do some work. Mm-hmm. I used to have to. Not anymore. And obviously, you know, I don't speak any French. You know, bonjour. Right. Bonsoir. You know, things like that. Like an awful accent, American accent in French. It's mm-hmm. awful. Um, but you go there and I, I, you know, you go in a store and you can, you can figure things out, right? We, we have technology now. You can figure things out. You can put things in Google Translate, figure it out. But the worst part for me was, is when I went to go leave a department store and I put my things on the, the you know, the, the, what is it called? The, by the cash register, you know, you mm. put it there to, to check out. And the lady would look at me and say something. And it could be something as small as like, oh, do you have a customer card or anything? Yeah. And you sit there and stare at her and you look like the biggest idiot on planet Earth because <laughs> you just have that stupid <laughs> monkey look on your face and shaking your head. And she says it to you again. You're like, I'm sorry. I don't speak French. <laughs> and she looks at you and it's always in France. It's always a look of disgust. Yeah. She's like, not another one of these. You I know. know. Like, the funny thing <laughs> is that lady probably went home. The husband said, oh, you know, honey, how was your day? Oh man, a guy was in my line. He had a stroke. <laughs> yeah. No, nope, turns out he was American. He was American. <laughs> and and you go through, and then they even say the total, and you have to look and hope there's something that tells you. Otherwise, you just give him the biggest bill in your wallet and hope that's enough. Right. <laughs> oh, no. but in this place, in this place, it was the smallest little village, and there was one store. There was one store, and there was like a, pretty much like basically one store. Like one restaurant and this huge factory, mm-hmm. and that's it. Oh, oh and wow. there was a Louis Vuitton oh, nice. across the street, and it had like barbed wire fence around it, so mm-hmm. you couldn't break in or anything. Um, so you had to go to a next bigger town, and they spoke a little bit of English, mm-hmm. but really in the middle, there's not even any airport. Mm-mm. Like the place I had to go through was almost 400 kilo, about 240 miles away, and the closest airport was still Paris. Oh wow, Charles de Gaulle, like. Literally nothing there. Like France has so much space in the middle of it. Oh yeah. People don't realize how big France is. It's mm-hmm. huge. Well, that that's another thing with Germany. I mean, Germany in comparison to America, obviously it's a small country. It's about what the size of Montana, I think. I think either Montana or Wyoming or something, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, just to give you a perspective. But now when you say that there's what like ninety some million, million. people right. here. Right. That sounds a lot. However, if you drive from Frankfurt to our area, you you don't see shit. No. And that's that's about what? 40 miles? Yeah, about 40 miles. About 40 miles right. and it's not it's just 
it's land. It's just land. Like, and that's how most of it is. Then you get into a city, a smaller city, and there's like, I don't know, a million people mm. and just stacked up on top of each other. You know, you have the big cities here that are worth a visit. Oh, but yeah. I do think if you're ever going to visit here, going to the small um, villages and stuff where, where things are kind of like how they used to be, there's like some value in that. Like, you know, you go to Munich. People people fly over here from the States like, oh, I'm going to go to Munich Oktoberfest. Man, Oktoberfest it's is a, shit. It's a waste of money and it's gross. It's gross. It really is it's gross. It's really gross. Like, you, you mean, have you, have yeah, you been I've there? Yeah, I've been. Did you go to Throw Up Hill? No. Okay, Throw Up Hill is like, if you go to the... There's like, I want to say there's, there's so many tents. Yeah. But if you go towards, I believe it's the South end. I'm probably wrong. Somebody's going to correct me. There's a hill there. Okay. And people pass out and throw up on this hill all the time. Gross. People pass out. People are caught, uh, doing it, doing it on the hill. (laughs) But like, you know, people fall and throw up and everything else. People piss on the hill. It's called throw up hill. And it's one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen. Like, you know, people get so drunk there. You come over to... I'm going to tell you something. Here's a piece of advice. Germany has all the beer you could ever want. And right. the best beer, in my opinion. Yeah. The States has some great beer now with these you know, craft breweries and everything. The beer here is beer, is is brewed pure. They have a Reinheitsgebot. You can't... You can only allow to do beer a certain way here. Right. You know, in the States, you can do coffee beer, orange beer, whatever you want to. And those are fantastic beers. I'm telling you, you come to Germany, oh. bring your big boy britches because well, the beer here will fuck you up. And that's another thing. There's, you know, there's beer companies here that they've been brewing this beer the same way that Forever. longer than America <laughs> existed. Yeah. Like that goes back to, yeah. to. And hey, that October, I think people under, I think the Oktoberfest beer is like 6.6. It's up there. Oh, dude, it will hammer it, it you. It will hammer And people drink these liter beers. Yeah. You know, you drink a Moss, which is a liter of beer. You drink four of those, you drink a gallon of beer. Like, put that in perspective. At almost 7%. Yeah, you are going to be fucked. Like, <laughs> you're more than fucked. Dude, that's like equivalent to like 65 Miller Lights. Right. You know what I mean? I will tell you, like, when I got here in 2007, quick story. Like, it's story time on this pod today, but I think it gives people a perspective. I went to a, and actually drank something different at this, at this festival, but mm-hmm. it's still the same thing. They have something here, and it's predominantly... We live in the state of Hessen within Germany. So they have something that's predominantly, you know, quote-unquote Hessish, which is apple wine. Oh, God, yeah. Apple wine will toast you as well. Especially... The problem with apple wine is it's got an expiration date on it. Really, it does. Like, the longer it goes, the stronger it gets. So, like... But if the same thing, what happens to you if you drink fresh apple juice? If you drink too much apple juice, it will tear you up. It'll be, oh. it'll be toilet time at the Reddinger house. That's what yeah. it'll be. So like, you're going to be drunk peeing so out your like, butt. <laughs> my father-in-law told me, hey, take it easy. Do not drink this pure. Now, I like apple wine pure, but here you can do it a few different ways. You can drink it 50-50 with Coke. You know, you can yeah, drink it. Yeah, or just like a little, yeah, just like just a splash of Coke. A splash of Coke. Uh, or you can drink it sour, which water. is with water. Or you can drink it also with Fanta. Which is sweet. Which is sweet. I like mine either sour or pure. I'm not a big fan. The cola is good. Also underrated, by the way. I like the sweet. Yeah, but you can also drink it with sour cherry, which is fantastic. I you can buy those here. It's I the heard they're that. called the Bimble with Care. They're okay, at the store. Yeah, yeah. And they're the red cans. Please check it out. I'll have to check. Cold it out. is delish. I got off. It doesn't matter. I'm getting off topic. The point is, I went to this festival. Now, whenever I go to these festivals in the small town I'm from. It's always like, hey, let's get the American drunk. It'll be fun. This was 2007, the end of 2000. I think it was October. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. I go to this festival. I'm immediately given an apple wine, right? Yeah. Apple wine sour. I was like, cool, man. I was like, you know what? I really think I want to drink it pure tonight. My father-in-law warned me again. Hey, idiot, drink it with water <laughs> or you're going to be smashed for the next two hours. Of course, I didn't listen because I'm American and I can drink anything. Nothing can smash me up. Two hours later, I am fucked. Like, I am done. Like, I don't... I remember sitting on a bench, and I might have sat there for at least an hour. Like, I don't know. Yeah. That's not the worst part. The worst part is, is everybody's buying everybody a drink. That's how it is, you know? Somebody will go up there, and they'll get, like, you know, 10 apple wines, and they'll bring it over on the, in the little tray, the little tray carriers. And these are probably, you know, three threes, point three threes, or point five. I think they were point three threes. And, you know, the specified apple yeah. wine glasses. 
I must have had 10, 15 of those. But the worst part is in the middle, we're doing shots, you know, of kumul yeah. or uh, opsler, which is kind of like a fruit-based schnapps. Yeah. That's like 40%. Like right. this is It's some almost like stuff. a fruit brandy. Yeah. yeah. And it's 40%. Right. So it gets to be about, I would say, 9 o'clock at night. And dude, I'm smashed. Like I, I don't. And the wife tells me at the time, hey, let's go home. You've had enough. Of course... Tough guy, Dave, at that time. You were there with your boys. Yeah. You are with your friends. You're like, no, I'll, t- I know, I'll tell you when I had enough. <laughs> I should have listened to her. I can admit at this pod, I should have listened. I didn't. I stayed. I think I had maybe three or four more apple wines and a couple more shots. Excuse me. A couple more shots. And I, um, I ended up trying to find my way home. Yeah. What I ended up doing is I went down the wrong street, walked halfway around the village. And as I'm getting closer to my place, I recognize a few cars and I realize, okay, you're going to the right place. Granted, I'd lived here for like three months, but it was still new to me. And I'd known this village from when I was here in the army before. Right. I ended up throwing up in the neighbor's garden. <laughs> like in the neighbor's freshly done garden. At least you like, only threw up. <laughs> no, that's not the worst part. I'm not done. Oh, God. So I ended up going, you know, like when you're drunk and you got your hand, your key and you can't get it in the door. Yeah. I must have tried for 10 minutes before yeah. before I put my eye as close as I could to the to the what what is that to the lock to the keyhole yeah. to the keyhole push the key in and then finally got it to go I was so excited <laughs> I go upstairs now the worst part is I realize as I'm going upstairs I got a shit dude oh of course like the I, apple, that wine apple wine is doing new. work so I get up to the top of the stairs we lived in the top floor so I finally get up there and it I, I'm banging on the door like trying to get the key in wife comes to the door and she's like what I'm like I'm tired she's like maybe you should sleep out here I'm like no I'm coming in. So I go inside. I end up getting stuck in the living room corner. I couldn't find my way out of the corner. I was so drunk, I started crying. Like, I don't know where I am. Like, you know, <laughs> And I'm remembering this bits and pieces, right? So the wife comes out there, and she's, she's, of course, she's fuming mad. You can see the fumes coming off her. And I'm like, all right. I'm like, you know, crying. She's like, what are you crying for? I'm like, I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> I end up going in the bathroom, I remember, and obviously handling business. That's not the end of the story. The story gets better. Whenever I'm drunk, for some odd reason on planet Earth, I have to get a shower. Yeah. It's like, it's like I don't know what it is about the shower. Yeah. It's like when you're hungover the next day, the magic of a McDonald's Coke with ice. I don't know what's in that, but that is the hangover cure of a lifetime. I go in the bathroom. I turn the shower on. And I take a hot shower. Like, I'm not a yeah. cold shower. I'm, I, I'm a steamy I do guy. hot. I do hot. So I'm in the shower, right? And Germans are real particular on their water. Yes. Like how long you take in the shower. Yeah. My wife comes in. I, she tells me this. I don't know if it's true. 30 minutes later, the shower is still on. <laughs> but Dave's passed out in the bottom of the shower. I'd thrown up and shit myself oh, in the shower. Man. She blew up. Oh, you're going to clean that tomorrow? You're <laughs> disgusting. You're not sleeping in this bed tonight. <laughs> so I ended up turning the shower off, you know, Cleaning things up the best I could at the time. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you got to work with what you got. You gotta, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and ended up sleeping on the couch. Ended up disinfecting the shower the next day. <laughs> That's a little story about being in Germany and, and, and what you deal with here. Like it really, I don't want to say it's an alcohol culture, but it's not. But alcohol is like an everyday thing. Yeah, it's except like, and the, here's another thing. There's no open container law. Yeah. So you can literally, like if I, if I, go take my dog rocky for a walk there's been times where i'll crack a beer right there's a day here specifically like it is set aside for this every single year the germans they get together with friends or whatever and they have a wagon filled with booze and they go for a walk walking just like just random places in the woods down bike paths whatever just in the middle of fields and they're just getting hammered isn't that shit may? drunk isn't that me yeah it's me may? may i thought so um and that's what they do and, and the funny thing about it is um also here if say if we go somewhere on the train we're usually we're boozing on the train boozing, yeah. or i've done i've gone with um my sister-in-law's husband the one time he picked me up um with his cousin because i I'm, i used to i'm a huge bmw fan and his cousin has money. He bought a brand new seven series and came and picked me up and he's like, Oh, let's go on the highway. I'm like, all right. And yeah. then as soon as I get in the car, there was already a cracked beer waiting for me. And I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? 
And this is when I first came here. I'm like, dude, like, I'm not. I was like, you know, it's a nice car, and plus, I don't want to get you in trouble. He's like, dude, you're in Germany. You're allowed to drink beer in the car. As long as I'm not drinking, we're good. We're good. Right. But the passengers can get shit faced drunk. If they want, as uh, long as the driver is not drinking, you're good to go. I learned that in 2002 when that I came insane. here. When I joined the army and came here, that blew me away too. Like, it, like cause you used to put in a little paperback, like yeah. sipping in the back. It still yeah, blows it me does, away. It does. It does. You know, and it's, it's, it's just, it, and it's, it's part of, I think it's part of everyday life. It's common to drink a wine at night. It's common to have a, a whiskey. It's common. You know, you do in the we States drink too. At work. We drink at work. You can, some places you can drink at work. I'm not allowed. We're not allowed to, but we some are. places are. We do. Um, mo- I would say most of the bigger companies, like the gigantic companies, you can't do it anymore. No. Um, but it's just, it's uh, everything's different here. There's good, a lot of positives, mm-hmm. some negatives. You know, I don't really think alcohol should play such a gigantic role in a culture. But, no, definitely not. But who am I to tell somebody about the culture? Exactly. Um, and I do enjoy a tasty beer as well. So I have to say that I partake in that as well. Definitely. Um, yeah. Oh, that's 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 Germany completely in a nutshell. We've completely described Germany completely. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> um, but see, th- this is the kind of direction that we want to go with it. Right. We want to be able to talk about everyday shit, mm-hmm. how we lived our lives, uh, how we experience it. Because, I mean, we're we're obviously multicultural. Right. We still. Yes, we're living in a foreign land. However, we still hold on to a lot of our absolutely our our i guess your our national roots or however you yeah. want to talk to it, like our nationality always, and stuff like that i always tell everybody you know i love i still love america you know i was Me a soldier too. for yeah. four years you know i mm-hmm. went to iraq for 15 months i, I love this country right uh, well, i love this country i'm in now but i also love my old country just not such a gigantic fan of everything my old country does and I'm, but I'm also in the same token, not a gigantic fan of everything that Germany does. Exactly. So there's a lot uh, of things that yeah, really I'm, grind my gears here, man. Yeah. Let me and tell it, you about what grinds my it, gears. It, it, the part of it that really it's hard for me to talk about is because I sound like such a pretentious dick. Yeah. Because I am a foreigner. Right. But this migration sh- shit here, this problem is it. They gotta stop it. Yeah. They gotta stop it. I I don't think mass migration without a plan works. I think you no. can't just without getting too political because I think that's a wrong route to go. But from an overview, from my perspective, let me let me say this is my view, my perspective, and mm-hmm. only mine at the moment. You can't put a gigantic amount of men, young men, in a holding area and not expect some shit to happen. Exactly. Like if you put me and my friends. For months on end with no job, no perspective, and not a lot of shit to do in one area for six months, we're gonna do some bullshit because that's what guys do. Exactly. You know, and it, you know, things, shit goes down, shit happens. And what I don't like here is a lot of it's kept quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you hear about that fire today in North Shadow Yeah. Um, my wife, she works for the college here, right. and she's in charge of the housing. Right. And there has been a problem the last, I don't know, six, seven months. There's somebody in one of their dormitories. They think they know who it is, but they can't prove it, has been setting a lot of fires. There's been a, hundreds of thousands of euros in damage already. The mm-hmm. c- complete kitchen's burned up. Um bicycle like uh she said at one of her um houses it has i think i want to say it's like 200 rooms and most of the people here it's since it's a college town there's no cars there's bicycles a lot yeah set the entire douse the entire place with gas and set all the bikes on fire all right i didn't know about that I didn't yeah hear about that. hence how you just said a lot yeah. of shit's being kept quiet yeah and as soon as when she sent me that link today that told me about the fire and um, I'm all over by us and she said all the people at work, as soon as they heard about it and um, as soon as they saw the link and heard about it, they instantly thought, oh, this person. Hmm. And it's like, man, but they Germany, they believe by the hear no evil, see no evil, do no evil kind yeah. of shit. You know, it's that. Like I said, just keeping all these people in one place and not really vetting people and just, you know, I don't think that that's the right way to go. You know, you know, we all, 
we sit in a good spot. We were born. We are lucky. We were yep. born. You know, I always say I hit I hit what I what I call life's lottery. I'm white. I'm male, and I'm from the West. Yep. Like, sure, not everything is given to me on a silver platter. I have to work my ass off for it. Mm-hmm. But I can say that I've been probably given some opportunities that other people probably wouldn't have been given. Exactly. If I'm fair. Yep. Um. That, that, like I said, it doesn't mean I didn't learn from my dad to work my goddamn ass off for what I want. And I freaking have, you know, Mm -hmm. I was a first, you know, was a soldier. And then I I used that to springboard into getting my college degree. And I used that. I worked at McDonald's here in Germany for a year just to learn the language. You know, I had a college degree working at McDonald's. Boo hoo. But you got to do what you got to do. Right. You got to put food on the table. Exactly. I flipped that into an opportunity from a friend. And then I flipped that into my job I have now. I have a fantastic job. I'm well paid. I get to travel all over Europe. I can't bitch and complain. No, but you got to put the work in. Yep. And and like a, we to wrap this up and to go right back to where I started from, if you're a foreigner here, you have to at least learn the language. You have to try someone. The problem is, is a lot of people are coming here and they go into these little communities where they speak their languages from the old country. They get jobs from people who are from the old country, mm-hmm. and they don't go out of that. And that's not how you build a country. If you want to have new people come to your country from other countries, I get it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we're born in the West. We were given a lot of opportunities. Some people who come from other places aren't given those opportunities. No. And if I was there with my family, I would want to get them out of a war zone. I would do anything I could to protect my family. That's what you're supposed to do. So I get it in one aspect. But the other is, is you can't stand there with your hand out and not work for anything. That doesn't work for me. No. So I'm all for giving somebody a chance. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what your religion is. I don't care if you're gay. Do what you do. I don't care. That right. doesn't affect me. As long as you're contributing yeah. to our society. Right. Do yeah. you. And like I said, I don't want to sit on a high horse because I, I have a good job. I'm in a good position. It's easy for me to say this stuff. Right. But the fact is, is you got to want it. And if you're just going to sit and that's around. The thing. And that's another thing. I, I've noticed. I, I know some people um, from my experience. I haven't been here as long as um, some of the people in our groups. I mean, like you and... Um, Mike, other people. Mike, Kim, uh, other people that you guys will hear throughout this podcast. Um, I've been here relative. I'm I'm the new guy, so to say. Right. I've been yeah. here the least amount of time. Right. Um, you can't see it because this is through audio, but mm. I I don't have a bad life. No, no. <laughs> I no, you've done well for yourself. I've as well. definitely done well for myself, and I came here with nothing. Right. We came here with the clothes on our back, um, but. That was the thing. I wasn't afraid to, you know, hey, okay, yeah, I'll come clean your house for a couple of euros an hour right. once a week. But guess what? That person was a judge. Hey, I know somebody that's hiring. Hey, why don't you go do that? Go apply there. I know this person. That's how I got into Bosch. Right. That's how I got into where I'm at now. Right. And that's how it, it's just. It's, but that's also like, you know, the, the, a lot of people say the American dream is dead. No. It's not dead. We're just carrying it over here. And that's my thing. And, and like my father, my father, man, my dad busted his ass mm-hmm. every day. And I remember my dad coming home tired. Mm-hmm. No, he did. He was a mechanic. He did mm-hmm. all kinds of things. But, you know, we always had food. We always had clothes on our backs. We had we had exactly. a very decent life. You know, and I do the same here. I, I think I'm doing better than my dad did. But I think that's what it's supposed to be. I want my kids to do better than I did. That's that's what every I think that's what every parent wants. Exactly. But you got to put the work in. You can't stand it's, there with your hand. It's out. not going to be handed that's to. That's how es- I got where I am. Especially you if you're in a different country. I mean, that's the thing. Like you were saying, especially in a different country, there's no handouts. No. You got to be able to. You're you got to be in. willing. You got to be hungry. If you if you have a family, you got mouths to feed. Who cares what you're doing? As long as you're making money and providing for your family. That's what's going to open opportunities for you because people are going to say, hey, you know what? He's not afraid to get dirty. He's not afraid to do work. If he's doing good at this, let's see what let's push him further. And that's have that's you what ever have here. you ever made fun of one of your boys for working? Not like, once. I, not me never either. once. I don't care where you work at. Me man. neither. Good for you. Yeah. Like I, I just never once. But, you know, that's to, to, to say it like I think in our friend group, every one of us is really kind of busted our ass to get where we are because. You know, you automatic, in my opinion, in an interview, you automatically go in as a disadvantage. Like if you submit a resume and they see your your American name, obviously, you know, your last name or my last name. Well, not so much yours. No, I have a German last name. You have a German last name. But mine definitely comes Mm -hmm. out like, oh, he probably doesn't speak German. So you're already at a bit of a disadvantage. Exactly. Or I've actually had an opportunity. It was right after I finished my degree um, 
for information technology. It was with a computer company. Um, they programmed machines, but they didn't do, it was all international stuff. And the guy told like specifically wrote me back and forth. Is your English good? Like, I don't care what you can do. As long as your English is good, we're going to be good. I said, I'm American. I grew up in Catholic schools where we had to write in mm. Oxford English. Everything had to be provided in Oxford English. I was like, so I can go either way. Not a problem. I show up to the interview. It was him and his father. The The father is the president. And he was the, I don't know, like vice president, CEO, whatever of this company. And he was kind of excited. Then dad came in, sat down. And this was in German. The, um, the entire interview was in German. I said maybe one sentence. The dad threw his hands up and said, fuck this. He's like, I'm out. And I was like, is there a problem? He goes, yeah, there's a problem. He goes, if I don't understand you, how are our customers going to understand you? I was like, what do you mean you don't understand me? Yeah, your accent's pretty bad. I said, yes, my accent is pretty bad. However, you understand the words that I'm saying in German. He goes, yeah, but what are you going to do with this person? I'm like, if it's international and they're speaking English, who the fuck cares what my right. German sounds like? Right. And I was kind of salty at that point. So I was, I actually threw the, I, I said it just like that to him. And I kind of, I just, whatever. Like I knew at that moment it wasn't going was to happen. Gonna, yeah. So I just let him happen. I was like, well, fuck you, dude. Yeah. Thanks for wasting everybody's time here. Right. And, and, and unfortunately you see that a lot with the smaller mom and pop things yeah. here. I mean, you work in a bigger company. I work in a, I consider it a smaller company, but in reality, we're did you pretty, say I work for a bigger company? You you work for a bigger company yeah, than I, work I do. For the second biggest aerospace company in the world, yeah, right. It's kind of big. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a big deal. A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> but I but I but I work with a lot of these small mom and pop places, right? And when I come in there, like that's part of one of our contractual obligations for them, is they have to be able to speak English, mm. like it's literally in the contract, right? Because they don't know who they're going to be getting. The funniest part of this is the people who they think can actually speak English. I end up speaking more German with than anything else oh. when I'm in Germany because I don't know what they consider good good English is, but it ain't what, what they're doing. Oh, no. no. <laughs> and uh, she, a lot of the people, I had one lady who was like, yeah, you know, I'm the person here who speaks the most English. And I was like, okay, <laughs> oh, no. well, this should be the fun. Most. Yeah, this should be fun. So, But, you know, you'd be surprised how, even going to any other country in Europe how much you can just get by with, you know, with your, your hands and feet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just pointing at things or. Well, that's the thing. We went to um, a couple of years ago. We went to Italy. It was um, northern Italy. Gort, we drove there. One of the coolest road trips I ever did in my entire life. And, and I can't one. I can't wait to do it again. Mm -hmm. I love it. Like driving through Austria, driving through the Alps in Austria. And then when we came back, we went through Switzerland and went, I mean, it was gorgeous. So we could see like all sides of it. But we went into Italy and where we went, um, we went on recommendation from somebody that we knew. The problem is it was not very touristy, mm -hmm. but that was also a lifesaver. It was gorgeous. And we had it pretty much for ourselves. The only problem is, you know, we went to, um, we were in a place, uh, Lake Garda. Mm -hmm. um, it's also in the north. There, it's very touristy. So people, you can see a lot of people, they can speak German or English. All the people that work like in the shops or the restaurants mm -hmm. or whatever. So you can get by or English, you know, whatever. You don't have to speak Italian. Where we were the one time, it was, this is where the Italians go on vacation. Mm -hmm. So it was Italian mm -hmm. and a lot of pointing and like smell somebody walks by and smells and you just be, you'd be pointing at it like oh what the fuck is that and they're yeah. like oh that's and they just point on the menu and you just give them a thumbs up and that's what you got and it was it a po was, it was yeah. a poker uh it was a poker shot it's like being in France and just poking at the menu and be like i don't know what's coming right. but i hope it's good <laughs> please don't let it <laughs> croak so at me. Yeah. yeah so um but it's pretty cool but and that's a, that's the one main thing that i like about europe like Dave, he gets to see a lot more of it than I do because of his job. And also even before that, I mean, they would, you guys would go vacation to, twice to Holland and Austria, go like everywhere. cool places. Um, there's still some places on my bucket list that I haven't gone yet. That... Right. But I mean, 
if you but think if of I it wouldn't have lived here, I would have never have gone the there. Fuck no. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like me and my hey wife, bro, have you been to Reno? Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> or yeah. If, if from Naples, dude. You've been to Cape Coral or <laughs> yeah. North hey, man, Fort Myers? <laughs> I went to the Grand Canyon last year. Look, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, that's the American vacation experience. I went to Alabama. <laughs> also, while we're talking about how, Bobby, how many days of vacation you get a year? Uh, from your company. my company is not the bare minimum. Bare minimum here is twenty. By law is Three. twenty. It's twenty three. Nope. By law is twenty. Is it? I thought it was twenty three. By law is twenty. Okay. Um, my company gives us twenty five, which mm-hmm. is okay. Mm-hmm. The problem with that, my wife gets thirty five, so she has two whole weeks more than I do. I get thirty four. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Right. That's nice. That's nice. So you got to think about that. Plus. We get what? What do they have? Like nine holidays here a year, maybe more. Yeah, but can I go back to the vacation thing for a second? Because that that twenty five is kind of bullshit. Yeah. And let me tell you why. And this is where Germany is has a huge advantage. Because in America, if you say you have the sniffles and you're sick for two weeks, you're you're gonna lose your job. Right. Here. I have the sniffles and I have more projects at home and I'd rather work at home instead of going to work. <laughs> right. I go to my doctor and say, I don't feel good. I get a note that says I have to stay at home and be paid for two weeks. I think you can go up to six weeks right. before you take a percentage. 33%. That, that's, fuck, dude. It's insane. Yeah. And here's the thing. Like, if you're sick for multiple different things, it doesn't count. No. Nope. So if you're, it's only the same thing. It's only the same thing, but there's a reason behind that because you don't want somebody coming to work with a bad cold or the flu. That's how the whole company gets the flu. So there's a good meaning behind it. The problem is that some people take advantage of that in a negative way. Yeah, I don't, I'm just not a doctor guy, but, uh, you know, like, you know, I was recently in the hospital for four weeks. Yeah. Don't need to get into the whole backstory of why, but I was in the hospital for four weeks. And, you know, that was all paid. That's all paid from the company. I kept my salary. Don't have to worry about losing my job. I'm still in a sick phase right now where I still be out probably until the 1st of March, mm-hmm. maybe longer. And, you know, I'll get paid, you know, after six weeks. So, you know, it happened the middle of December. So this is the first month that I start that I start losing, you know, 33%. Yeah. But I have an insurance that covers that. So, yeah. and so I, I make up for it. I, I still get my money. And, you know, it's my, mine. I don't need to say what it is, but mine is legit. Bobby can certify that. Yes, it's, legit. it's definitely legit. He's not faking it. No, no. <laughs> he needs to so, be at home. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, it, you know, that's the good thing about being here. That's super positive, man. It is. And I hate the States for that. Like, dude, I was able to renovate my house without having to take vacation because yeah, I was yeah. sick. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's meant there for good things. And, you know. It's, it's meant there so you don't spread around diseases. It's a good way to stop diseases, and it's a good system. So it's a good system. It's a good system to use. So uh, for, for me, it's I like living here, and that's a big reason why. You know, my kids are fully covered. I don't have to worry. If right. I go to the hospital, I don't get a bill. Like, yeah, I have to pay a little bit more on taxes. Let's be honest. You do. Yeah. We're, our but taxes are the value super of that. High. So think about how much that would have cost me in the states for four weeks. Plus, I had a surgery. Yep. Like, and that surgery would have been ten times the cost as it was here. Oh yeah. So, um, you know, like, like for instance, my dad. My dad had a bad motorcycle accident like a year and a half ago, maybe two years. I don't. I don't remember. Right. But you know, he rode in the helicopter, the med flight helicopter, because he almost lost his life. That helicopter ride cost my like dad twenty grand. My helicopter ride, my dad was in the helicopter for 10 minutes because they charted yeah. $38,000. Okay. That is fucking ridiculous. Like, I don't care what you say. Yeah. That is ridiculous. Yeah. You know, my uncle had a heart attack maybe 10 years ago. That surgery cost him close to 380000 The insurance company paid 90%. He's still f- stuck with a 10% bill on that. See, that's crazy. And that's just the surgery. See, I think, like, I don't know. I never had problems with, like, I think... As far as that kind of goes, I had I always had a different um, experience with the insurances. I think the insurance there was better than here, because the problem that I have here is you pay for it, um, whether you use it or not. Right. It, it's getting paid out, and let's be honest. Like people say, oh, you guys have socialized healthcare. 
Yes, we do in the sense that everybody has to have it. However, it's not fucking free like a lot of people think no, it is. No. Everybody thinks it's just handed to you. Bullshit. 14.5% exactly. of your total size. So let's, let's clear this up real quick. Let's put some facts out. Most people, in fact, I'm pretty sure all people get paid once a month at the beginning of the month or at the end of the month. I get paid. It's I yeah. My, yeah. I get paid the last Friday of every month. So boom. So I get paid on the usually comes the 28th, 29th, 30th, whatever hits my bank account. From that, 14.5% is taken out right away for your health insurance. Lottie Dottie, everybody. Mm-hmm. There's no way to get around it in Germany. Nope. The only way is if you have private insurance, but even then it's taken. You're paying more. You're paying more. <laughs> um everybody. Okay, real quick, the positive in that is. Is that if everybody's paying into a system, it yes, works. Exactly. It and does. It, what's good is it's fair across the board. So everybody, 14.5%, no matter what you make, mm-hmm. right? That's fair. And I think another 1% or whatever is paid to your flager physician, which is like if something happens to you, somebody can come and wipe your ass. Exactly. Like that. Yeah, exactly. And there's some other things. We don't need to break it down. No. But the point is, is it's 14.5%. Mm-hmm. And I don't need to say what I make, but 14.5% of what I make is a good chunk, right? It's astonishing. Right. But I did the math. So for the last three years that I've worked at my company, doesn't add up to what my hospital bill would have been and what my surgery bill would have been. Right. So it more than paid for itself, Mm -hmm. right? Which is gigantic. But the the problem is, is I see what you're saying, is if I pay that amount for 10 years and nothing happens to me, the plus minus is, is yeah, I'm covered if anything happens. Right. The minus is, if nothing happens... I'm asked out. Right. But that's the only way the system can work. And I, I agree not with that. Not this half-assed system no. in the States with Obamacare and stuff. It doesn't no, work because there's not enough people all. paying no. in. And that's the thing. Everybody, like you said, in that, if you go to the socialized um, aspect, it has to be straight across the board. There's no, well, this person does that. There's no exceptions. And I'm it's fairly this. certain that's the way it works across most European countries. For the most part. Switzerland is the only one I know that's different. It's American exactly. style. Yep. Yeah. But the thing is, like, I, I had it a little bit differently. Um, my father, he was a, a fireman for the city of Cleveland. If you work for the government, it doesn't matter what state, city you're in in the States, you have you you have a little bit better insurance than most. Mm. Um, that I will agree with. Um, when I worked for the Cavs, our insurance was actually better than that. Um, before I worked for the Cavs, I worked for Coke, and it was even... it was. Still, it was good. Mm. Um, there was, I had to have a kidney stone operation. I think in total, I was in the week for a hospital. Uh, I was in the hospital for a week, uh, including they tried a procedure, didn't work. And that procedure alone was, I think, 75 or 80 grand <laughs> did not work. So then they had to do a surgery. I think in total, it was, it was up there. It was around 300 grand mm-hmm. for everything for the whole week. I only had a $250 deductible. Right. I paid $250 and fuck you. I'm done yeah. for the year. That's great. And that's how it always was. Like I always set my insurance was set up that way. And the beauty of it was I wasn't paying 14% a month. We gave up a week of vacation when we worked, when we negotiated our contract with the Cavs with the union. Okay. You guys want to give us an extra week? No, no, no. We want you to take over more of our insurance, pay more of it. And they're like, no. You guys can't have everything. Okay, well, we'll give you a week of vacation. You pay this. I ended up paying. It did not matter how many people. I could have 25 kids. I paid $53 a month for really good um, medical, dental, and um, vision insurance. Mm. It was great. It was great. I think it's fantastic here. I don't care yeah. about how much I, I pay. think my wife's, um, my oldest daughter was born in the States. Mm-hmm. I think out of pocket, I had like 80 bucks. Right. My two kids were born here and out of pocket, I paid zero. Right. Well, you have to pay, I think it's like 10, like you have to pay something. The hospital say you have to pay $10 a day. Yeah. 10 euros a day. 10 euros a day. Yeah. And that's Which what I nothing. had to pay. Right. Um, for our youngest here. But like I said, if, if I'm given, if I'm given the choice, if I'm given the choice, I'm going to pay, um, like the 10, I'm going to pay what we pay now because I think it's a great system and, and I have no problem paying that money. I don't either. Yeah. My kids are covered. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, the wife has her insurance, you know, 
you know, it is what it is. And, and I will pay that gladly just for the, just for, I think it's more of a, just a security aspect. It is a security aspect. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I did go quite a few years without insurance and it was nerve wracking, dude. Like you get, you wake up like growing up in the North, like in Cleveland. Bobby, you need insurance. As I hate to break the, it to you with your as history. As soon as you the need fall insurance. hits or something like that, say like you get like a scratch, like mm-hmm. a sore throat, you wake yeah. up with a sore throat and you're like, fuck, this better be a cold and not strep or something like yeah. that. Because if it's strep, you're done yeah. for the month. Right. Because that's all you're going to be working for is towards right. that doctor bill. Um, right. But that's what it is. Yep. I guess we'll wrap it up here. Um, so now you guys hopefully get a, a little bit of an understanding what we want to do uh, yeah. and take this podcast. It was just the two of us today, which I think is good. We, yeah, we are always able to put out a solid hour, just right. the two of us. Right. Um, we'll try to get more people here and there, but for the most part, I think it's going to be just... Um, yeah, we're using... Me and Dave are going to be the main voices that you guys will be us, hearing. get us together, and if we can get another person with us that's uh always solid um you know it's, it just depends on what kind of podcast we're looking for that week so uh hopefully we can get some uh, more people involved uh, if you have any questions for us about anything we said anything to get more specific yeah you know, definitely get a hold of us let us know what y'all want to hear and we will definitely we'll hit the topic we'll talk about it um and again that's another thing like i said if people aren't able to be here and you have a good topic or you can help us get a good conversation going, we can call you up and you can be on the podcast with us and, um, we'll talk and add discuss. to this. We'll talk and discuss over biscuits. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. All right. Take care. Y'all have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.